0: The Hill Country Patriot He's a native Texan President of the Fredericksburg Tea Party A student of Ben Franklin and John Locke And he's a Christian conservative political activist He's a true believer In the principles that this country was founded upon And comes to you every day to guide, advise And lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment In the history of our planet Self-governance We don't get fooled. He's Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a beautiful Monday morning. And, uh, yeah, it's not the Matt Long Show on Monday morning. It's the Angela Smith Show on Monday morning. Good morning, Angela. Good
1: morning, Matt. I tell you that makes a, a woman feel good.
0: Well, there you go. So you you went to the big horse show this weekend? I
1: did as much horse stuff as I could possibly stand.
0: To clear your head of
1: of all the other junk.
0: That's that's like fishing or hunting for me or f- yeah, fishing, not hunting. I don't yeah. uh, I haven't hunted, but yeah. So that was it. it. Was, well, good for you. I'm glad to yeah. hear that. Uh, because uh, you're back in town, we got to buckle up and get back to work. And, uh, we got some things on your calendar, by the way, it is 62 days until primary early primary voting starts 62 days. Now there's talk of possibly moving the election, the primary election, um, further out. Right. Um, but we have to act as if it's March 1st. Um, so don't uh, put any confidence in the fact that uh, this may, through lawsuits, may get moved. We still have to deal with uh, March first and and uh, act as if that is the real date. And um, early voting will start on February on Valentine's Day.
1: I know it's easy to
0: remember. It's going to be easy to remember this this year. Valentine's Day, sixty two days until primary voting starts we have listen boy have we got events for you today alone we've got some amazing things yeah Fredericksburg tonight and we're going to talk about this more after we come back in uh, the second quarter but there is a an event a signing of affidavits of uh, maladministration that's right. Um, that is tonight in Fredericksburg, and like I said, we're going to come back and talk more about this. I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to get the best handle I can on it. But um, if you want to sign, and you do not have to be a citizen of the city of Fredericksburg, I think that it carries uh, more weight uh, if you are a citizen. I don't know if it legally carries more weight, but to me. If I had someone sign it who lived in, you know, uh, Waxahachie, <laughs> I, I would look at it and go, yeah, whatever. Um, but we need Gillespie County folks in Fredericksburg, definitely residents in the city of Fredericksburg, to sign these. We're going to talk more about these and how you can get engaged in that here in a minute. But that is tonight in uh, Fredericksburg from 6 to 8 at the Crossroads a Saloon and Steakhouse. By the way, unless they've changed, they are not open for dinner on Mondays, are they?
1: No, that's that's why we are able to use that facility. And okay. thank you so much to the Scripps who allow us to do that.
0: Absolutely, thank you very much. And I know that uh, even their manager, what's his name, Todd. Todd has to go in. Is Todd still there?
1: Uh, well, he's not the manager, but he helps with security and that sort of thing. And I okay, think he's yeah, he'll he may be there tonight. Usually, he kind of helps out. Yeah, you know, just to facilitate. And so, yeah, I remember I talked to him uh, about a year
0: ago when we first, you know, it's been one year since this, uh, yes. since uh, Jeanette and her uh, her gang of awesome um, uh, citizens uh, started going after the right. city. It was a year ago right now. And they have and not they,
1: let up. They have not let up. So now they have been trying to, of course, peacefully uh, engage with the city when it comes to this American Rescue Plan Act money, which is, I, I call it ARF, ARF, ARFPA. ARPA, something ARPA, like that. <laughs> sort of that sort of thing. You know, federal funds coming down with what some would say chains attached, not just strings. Right. Uh, because uh, the, the stipulation is that the city, their contractors, their subcontractors, their non-profits. The yeah, the, yeah, volunteers. Anybody that takes this money will be subject to, to executive orders
0: mm-hmm. and that's
1: contractual so mm-hmm. uh we have a copy of what kent the city manager kent myers signed
0: yes we and, do
1: and uh he signed that back in july i think actually matt yep. some Time. so um we're not sure if he read or didn't read the fine print or but, didn't care or didn't care uh, maybe he doesn't care what the fine print says but um he signed right off to it took the money started The city started planning how they would spend it. Maybe he didn't let the city know that they were now signing on for executive orders, too. Mm. I'm not sure. And we're we're going to come
0: back and talk about that. So um, we'll save some of that, but I'm going to write that down, executive orders, because that's a very important point. Um, So also tonight, and man, have we been talking about this. I'm so excited. I played the interview with uh, Seth Keschel on Friday I'm real excited about this evening at um, at the 451 Guadalupe Street at the uh, community center that uh, is at 451 Guadalupe Street.
1: Right here in Kerrville. Right
0: here in Kerrville. Thank wow. you. Wow. And uh, 5 o'clock mix and mingle tonight. There are going to be an amazing number of candidates uh, that are there. And, um, honestly, I don't even know if they're going to be given mic time. I do not know on the details. I do know there's so many of them. And the event, actually, is to meet Seth Keschel and to hear from Mm -hmm. him. So he's
1: the keynote, obviously. He is the
0: keynote. And um, so uh, my suggestion is that you get there. If you want to meet and visit with any of these candidates, that you get there at 5. Uh, because the Mix and Mingle is going to go from 5 to 6, and then the main event is going to kick off at 6. I believe you can still get tickets if you go to SethKeshulKerville.RSVPIFY.com SethKeshulKerville.RSVPIFY.com and uh, check out tickets for that this evening. And uh, I am—I feel very confident that if you show up at the door tonight, there's going to be a way for you to get yes. in. Yes.
1: Yes. Miss Lee said you just come if something goes wrong with you online there. That's
0: right. Just so, come. If you wanted to come but couldn't get a ticket or it didn't work for you because there were a day or two where the website was just not working, um, just show up tonight at 4:51 Guadalupe Street. Uh, Carmine's is going to be uh, setting up a, a buffet meal. And uh, Seth Cashel, uh, this is some scary information he's got coming out. and We're looking forward to Yeah, uh, he's
1: pretty dynamic. He's yeah, an, yeah. He is a Army intelligence officer, uh, data expert. Um, we are going to be unwrapping uh, the 2020 election in Texas.
0: Yes, in Texas. Okay, what and that's what
1: we care about, right?
0: yeah in fact from what i understand on his graphs um that uh kirk county has um election issues has yellow mm. Kerr county is yellow i don't remember uh, um nobody told me what color the gillespie county was but they had a red yellow green or something okay. like that on all the texas counties and i was told that uh, uh kirk county was a yellow so We'll see tonight, that's going to be tonight, 5 o'clock for the Mix and Mingle. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, there's going to be, I know Wes Verdell, you and I just spoke to Wes. He's running for uh, state representative for District 53. He's been going to a lot of events in District 53 where the incumbent is just not bothering to show up. And we have a theory that maybe the incumbent for District 53 is running a Biden-type campaign.
1: The, he's the kind from the basement.
0: The kind from the basement. Okay. I, I think it's possible that the incumbent for uh, uh, House District 53, he's just not going to any of these uh, events where okay. candidates are showing up.
1: Well, tonight maybe West- he's not running. Maybe he's not.
0: Maybe he's not running. We don't know because candidates that are serious about running, they're going to show up at events where you meet yeah. candidates. What yeah. I mean, where you meet your. Uh, uh, constituents. Right.
1: Well, Wes will be there tonight, right? Yes, Westfordell. Uh, Westfordell super guy, hardworking grassroots man, uh, businessman. Uh, love seeing businessmen run for office. Absolutely, love seeing them serve. They just bring that common sense to the table.
0: So uh, we need to take a short break. Let's see if I can very quickly randomly find a. Um, ah, here we go. If you injure your conscience it will have its revenge on you. Now, I read that in today's English. Um, That was not the grammar that uh, poor Richard used in 1739, but, hey, we'll understand it today. If you injure your conscience, it will have its revenge on you. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. folks we are back thank you so much for staying tuned good morning again to Angela Smith founder of the Fredericksburg Tea Party
1: Matt it is a good morning
0: it is I'm telling you so we let's talk more about what's going on in the city of Fredericksburg and I guess I'm looking at what it is it's an affidavit of maladministration I'm not an attorney I did not stay in a holiday inn last night all right okay um i'm not too sure about all of this it looks very legal um one of the i think the biggest issue if i were trying to boil this down into a a single sentence that would make sense as to what this affidavit is is pointing out it's basically saying that you violated your oath of the office correct the the oath of office that are that everybody from your I don't know I say this jokingly but your uh, dog catcher um, every every elected official in this country I, I I'm I wouldn't even I don't know about school boards I do not know about school boards so if someone texts me and lets me know if school boards uh, elections if they swear an oath to the constitution. But the idea is, in, in our constitutional republic, is that the guardians of the Constitution are each and every elected official. Does that – Angela, that tell, are you
1: following yes, that? Yes, I am following that, Matt.
0: And so if you, if you elect someone and they swear an oath to the Constitution – if they are giving a uh, if they are given a and I'm using quotes around my head, if they are given an order from a what they consider to be a higher office that goes against the Constitution, then they need to be uphold the Constitution, the for person most. Yes, right. for most foremost.
1: Your their, nearest just, that's one. How, yes. And and what you're saying to me, Matt, I think is that this is how you make you're going to make decisions based on the constitution based. and you've said i i will do that right so literally every decision you make in the end is going to be that that foundation that decision is your is the constitution right yes not what's popular
0: what not what's popular not or what the governor or the president yeah, exactly. told you
1: exactly exactly
0: because if the governor puts out an order that violates the consti- your constitutional rights, let's just keep it in Texas, if the governor puts out an, an executive order that violates your constitutional rights, I think many people for years would have said that that's up to the courts to straighten out. Wouldn't you believe that? Isn't that what maybe was in our head a number of years ago?
1: Yes, I, I think a lot of times we, we defer... Default, the, yeah, we, we defer, defer to the courts. To the
0: courts. But let's take it let's let's take this down because I think that's where we've been making a mistake. Now there's probably gonna be some questions when you're uh, in a city council or county commissioner that you it may be so convoluted that you can't figure it out. Right? I mean sure. But that's why you have attorneys, that's why the city has an sure. attorney and the county has an attorney. You would say, Listen, this is so convoluted it sounds weird i don't know if it's constitutional or not Mm -hmm. not and so we have a lawyer but some things are obvious i would think that in this country that if you thought it was constitutional that you could limit the gathering of people publicly that that you would think Mm -hmm. that anybody could anybody (laughs) could read including fourth graders and fifth graders that says in the first amendment it says abridging the right of the people peaceably to assemble all right that is you that is a fundamental god-given natural and i'm going to say human right that we have that the government cannot take away And yet, what did we see in the last two years?
1: We saw exactly the opposite. Opposite of that. The exact opposite. I mean, black and white opposite.
0: We had city councils, including Fredericksburg City Council, Mm -hmm. who said, we're not going to let you gather. And we're not going to let groups of more than 50. Or you have to apply for a permit Mm -hmm. to meet. All of these things are clearly unconstitutional. Correct. I mean, this isn't. Do you have to run this by a lawyer? I mean, just to me, it's just absurd.
1: Listen, if you took an oath to the Constitution and you need to run this by a lawyer, you might need to back it up and figure out what oath you took. Or why you're even in that office? Yeah, why you're even there? Are you even you, capable? You might, exactly. You might question whether you should be there or not.
0: And I, yeah, and whether
1: and you want to take that responsibility.
0: Because it is when you swear an oath to that Constitution. If if the governor or the the county judge mm-hmm. orders something unconstitutional, your oath you don't get to say I was following orders. You do <laughs> right. not get no. to say the county judge made me do it Mm -hmm. the governor made me do it did we hear that from the? you know what i think we heard that from the city council in fredericksburg didn't they say that several times well this is what this is what the the governor governor said said. Mm -hmm. this is what the governor said
1: and this is coming down from the state
0: yeah this is coming down from the governor it's coming down from the federal government Mm -hmm. folks they signed an oath to the constitution they did not swear allegiance to the governor Right. They didn't swear allegiance to the county judge. They didn't swear allegiance to allegiance to
1: the president. They really, they really didn't. And and this is how our
0: this is how our Constitution gets guarded right. by each and every person who who swears an oath to mm-hmm. uphold the Constitution. And if they can't do that, or if they don't want to do that i mean what choices do we have um and i think this affidavit which points out how clearly unconstitutional the behavior was of the fredericksburg city council and continues to be and uh, this affidavit is uh, calling them out on him on it and demanding an answer to that question are you going to uphold your oath to the constitution
1: right that's exactly right and I mean, there. This affidavit is very clear, very clear, in um, going back to the the Constitution and even the Texas Constitution, of course, where all all political power is inherent in the people. That's right. So when the city does not want to engage with the powers, Pe- with the people, yeah, <laughs> the people, they are saying that. They've, they've, they've they're trying to strip that power from the from people you. and they're trying to just take it and that's what you have in in these guys so um, and and they're pointing well,
0: out that there was no that uh, there they didn't pay any attention to the public when they signed a contract with the federal government I believe um, uh, Kent Myers signed a contract on yes. July 7th with the Department of Treasury. Yes. He signed a contract that the contract itself um, creates possible viol- violations of the Texas and the um, U.S. Constitution.
1: Right. right. And
0: so it, when he signed that without taking input from citizens, he left them out of the loop. Yes. Then that is uh, that is they're doing that they're doing that behind your back.
1: Well, first of all, they did it behind your back, and then when it was brought to them um, at a city council meeting, this is what this is the language that was brought to them. This is the language in this contract. Mm-hmm. They didn't, they didn't say, "Oh, yeah, we didn't see that," or "Oh, we didn't know that." Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. They just doubled down.
0: They did. They doubled down because yes. you know what they think we're going to go away.
1: Yes. And Kent Myers historically doubles down uh-huh. on his original decision, uh, whether it's right or wrong. I mean, he
0: proclamation. Yeah. He yeah. he
1: doesn't he doesn't stop pause consider.
0: Now I don't think now Kent Myers was was hired. Yes. So Kent Myers was not elected. That's I correct. don't believe that he had to swear an oath to the constitution
1: uh you may be right on that
0: i'm not too sure if anybody knows the answer to that question let me know but he was hired but the city council and the mayor did swear yes an oath to uphold the constitution
1: for the people yes he did
0: yes they did and they that that is and yet they have over and over violated it blaming the governor Mm-hmm um even when the executive order was brought up and since i'm dealing with this in two different jurisdictions i don't know which is which but one of the two areas i've been getting a lot of notes on they said well we have to follow all the president's executive orders anyway was their reply because this contract says that from now on if you take this money you must follow all the executive orders from the president and uh, you must uphold them. You have to. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, enforce them. Yes. You have to enforce them. All right. You're responsible for enforcing those laws. That's what the contract says. So if the, I'm sorry, not law, executive order. If the govern, if the president gives an executive order, contractually, now the city mm-hmm. of Fredericksburg must must um, uh, keep the keep the
1: keep up with all of the paperwork. For the enforcement.
0: For the enforcement, they yes. have to enforce all of it.
1: Yes, it's not going to be that. I that sounds like a job in and of itself.
0: Yeah, they almost had to have to hire yes. someone yes. because every organization they give money to, uh, nonprofits or however they distribute mm-hmm. it, and then all the people that work for those nonprofits, mm-hmm. and then those nonprofits that have volunteers. Yes. That come in. Um, then the city of Fredericksburg is going to be bound to hold them to whatever executive order comes down. Now, there's a problem with that because if they just throw this out, one of these two jurisdictions, one of the people said, well, we have to follow all the executive orders anyway, so this is nothing new. What they're telling you is that they are not going to look at the Constitution when an executive Mm -hmm. order comes down. Mm -hmm. Right that they're just going to whatever the executive order is whether it's from the governor or the president they're telling you that they
1: have to follow that right now so, so they they're contradicting their oath they are not, they are making decisions contradictory to the oath that they took
0: absolutely and 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 this is how we talk about defending the constitution this is how the constitution is defended and how your rights are protected yes by each and every single person that swears an oath to that Constitution should be willing and able to stand up and say, no, we cannot allow you to peaceably, uh, you know, we, we must allow you to assemble. Yes. So there should have been at least, you would think on a city council, and I'm going to use Fredericksburg because I know the numbers, four city council people and a mayor. All sworn. You would have thought that when it came to shutting down and not allowing people to gather or closing businesses mm-hmm. in Fredericksburg, you would have thought that at least one of those members, one of those five, would have stood up and made a fuss that is on the record. We should be able to go back and see it. Of course, it.
1: yes. Of should course. be
0: on the record. In fact, even one of those members uh, claims to be a historian and uh, claims to have taught the constitution for many many years and takes great offense when we accuse him of breaking the constitution but do we have any public record of no, we don't. no of, of no. that of that uh, constitutional expert professional so called <laughs> who's been teaching the constitution for years he didn't stand up to defend the constitution no. i, I want to know what he taught what what are the kids <laughs> you know what, out there that you know were in his taught, class? Matt.
1: You know what they're producing these days, Matt.
0: <laughs> so, listen. If I'm sounds like I'm coming down hard on these people, it is because I am. Because the Constitution has to mean something.
1: It it, it has to it has to matter, Matt. It has it, to matter. If you're not, ma- if you're not, what is the found? I, I, I my question would be what What is the foundation for decision making? if it's not the constitution right where your, your fear of of retribution from some higher office i, I don't know that's or fear it, of that's a virus fear it, it has to be fear if it's not i'm going back to the constitution i'm going to do the right thing
0: so folks this is what we're up against your city council and your county commissioners need to be asked over and over and over again do they have a responsibility to uphold the Constitution? They need to be asked that. And mm-hmm. if they try to send you off to, oh, no, it's lawyers, uh, the Supreme Court does that, then you need to replace that bozo. Because, right. quite frankly, that person that's been elected, if they do, will not say, I will defend the Texas and the U.S. Constitution... The plain reading thereof.
1: Yes, yes. That's the line in the sand for me.
0: Yes. They have to, you, you've got to ask
1: these guys that. Yes. And, and it's okay. If they, if they can't answer that, it's okay. Let them go. Let right. them go on. Move on. And you step up and serve. That's right. You step up and serve. It's a service to your country and to your community, to your friends and family. Um, step up and do it
0: absolutely man we're running overtime again but um oath of office beats executive orders any day hands down and uh we learned during the nuremberg trials boy we learned a lot during then but we learned during then that uh following orders um is not an excuse right just following orders is not an excuse you swore an oath to the constitution if you don't uphold it, you're breaking that oath. You need to be replaced. You need to step down in good conscience. I think it's time for some of these um, city council members and county commissioners who have not upheld the Constitution, I think it's time for there to be a wake-up call that they need to step down. If they're not willing yeah. to uphold the Constitution, they need to let someone have the job who will uphold the the constitution
1: yes we, we are at that point in history matt
0: we are folks we're going to take a short break uh when we come back we're going to talk about uh all the uh, constitutional violations that uh, governor abbott did to you in the last year and a half stay tuned All right, folks, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. As usual, on Mondays, I have Angela Smith in the studio with me. Angela, are we having fun this morning? We're having a blast. I'm telling you, folks, this is so simple. Swore an oath to the Constitution. Yes. It's their job to uphold it at every level. Every level. That's why they swore an oath to it. And if they can't, if it's so complicated it needs a lawyer, well, then you have a lawyer. But if it's so simple as a matter of the government, your city council cannot legally tell you to close your business down. That's, that's unconstitutional. And so they have been violating this over and over and over. Let's go to the governor of the state of Texas. Um on Friday's show, we had a great uh, guy on here. His name was Robert West. He was talking about uh, a website called the fivestarplan dot com the dot com and on that website, and it's very interesting because on that very afternoon uh, that Friday afternoon, I met with a group of people and they said, you know matt we we need uh, it'd be nice if there was a list of all the violations yes. that Governor Abbott, um, did in the last year something we could refer to. And I said, well, there is the five star plan.com. Um, you can find, uh, governor Abbott's 17 violations, constitutional violations that, uh, governor Abbott went through, um, in the last year and a half. And so you need to take a look at these Angela yesterday, a friend of mine who I consider to be fairly engaged, um, I was at uh, their business, and uh, no, it wasn't yesterday. It was Saturday. And uh, she says, Matt, so uh, tell me, why is it now that uh, what what's uh, Abbott been doing that's so bad? And hasn't he kind of come around a little bit? And and uh, I just had to look yeah. at her, and I yeah. said, yeah, he has come around just a little bit.
1: So he's running for office. And he's,
0: oh. <laughs> he, has,
1: he has just a few guys running against him. A bunch of good guys running against him. Pick one.
0: <laughs> exactly. Anybody but Abbott right. pick one. But this whole this whole thing is is constitutional violations again. We have to keep going back to that. Yes. We have to keep going back to that. Folks, the Constitution either means something or it means nothing. I know some people who say it's absolutely meaningless and that we're beyond the Constitution. I think it's the only thing we can hang on to right now, is the Constitution, well, the I mean, Bill of Rights. Yes,
1: yes. Uh, is it being trashed by these these pe- these tyrants in office? Yeah, you, you'd have to agree with that. But it's still there. It we haven't. It's not burned and gone in perpetuity. Right. Uh, it hasn't been replaced with some horrible
0: new constitution, some new
1: thing. So legally it's, it's there. still standing it's still there and we're going to stand on it and all we have to do is either run for office and serve or support somebody who can
0: oh man the um we uh, there have been a lot of candidate um a lot of candidate forums around yes, uh they've started about a, a month ago uh, the Fredericksburg Tea Party has uh, br- has brought in a number of candidates. We yes. may bring in one or two more in the new year. Um, I know that there have been candidates going to uh, Kerrville for events. Yes. There's going to be a lot of them there tonight. There were candidates, uh, including uh, uh, House District 53 um, in Lano yesterday, along yes. with some other candidates in Lano. Yeah.
1: A great um, opportunity that yesterday yeah uh, saturday uh, was it, uh no sunday so was it, it sunday? was sunday okay. yeah yesterday
0: Good. the lano group which is in the uh, house district 53 and the incumbent there i can't think of his name what's his uh oh andy andy murr mm-hmm. the incumbent he wasn't there
1: wow i i don't know why because these are the places where you want to meet the people get out meet and the see campers. them he's been you know and he's been busy in austin uh but it's time to get back out and you know talk to people and see where we are on things and you know gain our gain our support
0: and in fact there was an event on a saturday in kingsland which is also in house district 53 maybe andy was at that one do you know was andy at that one on saturday Uh, no he was not he was not at that one either huh i I bet you know there was another candidate i hate to say this because he won but there was another candidate that ran a a, a campaign out of his basement <laughs>
1: yeah maybe that's the trend
0: maybe I mean. that is does andy murr have a basement and is that where he's yeah. running his he's just candidacy consultant out of, telling
1: him it'll it'll be all, it'll be all right it'll be okay don't come out <laughs>
0: don't come, don't come out. out it's the groundhog day don't come out yet don't come out yet um so uh mr murray you need to show up at some of these things um we're calling you on that, and uh, there have been quite a few opportunities, and uh, apparently if uh, if he has any competition there, his schedule just gets all jacked up. That's, I've heard, yeah. at least one event where he right. had, uh, and and I don't know, this may, look, this could be a rumor. All right, so I'm going to lay it out there as uh, possibly, could possibly have not been true, but I'm just going to lay this out there. Well, it was an event that Andy Meyer had agreed to go to. And then a couple of days later, he was called and said, oh, by the way, here's some more details for the event you've agreed to go to. Um, And they started saying, well, so-and-so is going to be there, and so-and-so is going to be there. And then he heard one name. He heard the name Wes Verdell was going to be there. And by golly, there was an amazing – he had to look at his calendar again, and he went, you know, dadgummit,
1: I, I already have something planned that day. Wow, Matt. Wow. We, we've seen this a lot out of these kinds of uh, candidates, these yeah. kinds of guys. Yeah. They, they, They're afraid to come amazing. stand up. Yes.
0: Why would you be afraid to meet your challenger in a public setting if you have been doing a job that you want to brag about and you think is great and you can defend it and mm-hmm. you've done nothing wrong and why in the world would you be be afraid to defend yourself if you've done a great job the only reason i can think of why a person would not want to show up to a candidate or an office holder would not want to show up at an event is because they wouldn't want to be called out they're afraid
1: to answer the tough questions
0: answer tough questions yeah you know just questions like uh why were you so against constitutional carry? You know, Hook, Line, and Sinker absolutely did not believe in constitutional carry. I want—I really—I want to know the story. There had to be an aha moment where Andy Murray, one day, there had to be a moment. I think Oprah calls it an aha moment. Okay, where <laughs> refer to Oprah, where, and I ask this of a lot of people. What was the day you woke up and you decided to do whatever it is you're mm-hmm. gonna, whatever it is you're gonna do, whatever sure. it is you're gonna fight? That is usually when I have someone uh, uh, who's 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 uh, fighting a burr under their saddle, whether it's uh, uh, whatever it is, the right to sure. life, the 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 um,
1: Educa- it could be education. education, it could be anything,
0: right? And 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 they woke up one day and they said i am going to get engaged Mm -hmm. i remember the moment i did that Mm -hmm. do you remember the time you did that Uh, yeah you do so we all have those aha moments yeah yeah. so it is bound to be an amazing story that andy murk could tell us about his aha moment when he went from being anti against constitutional carry Mm -hmm. period very clear Mm -hmm. against constitutional carry Mm -hmm. to this last session where he was all of a sudden for it Mm -hmm. i would like to know because whatever event occurred whatever that aha moment was that is something that we could use around the country and around the state for other people who are against constitutional carry there you go they could sit down and go and, and andy meyer could explain to them listen guys i was against it too for a long time but then i woke up one day and then he tells his story right I can tell my story. You can tell your yes. story of wanting to get engaged. Yes. I mean, even down to probably within a month, maybe even to the day yes. that you decided.
1: Sure. Sure. And, and I'll and let, let's take that one step further. Even if it's a policy issue like constitutional carry, you and I may have – I think there's been plenty of times where we weren't – maybe we weren't sure about something, so we didn't, we didn't get on. We weren't positive about it. We, we just didn't promote it. And then all of a sudden – we saw something, we got a piece of information, We somebody said something to us and you went, oh, oh uh-huh. I get it, I'm going with it, mm-hmm. you know.
0: I have my my story on uh, life from uh, conception is a story like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We don't have time for it now, but there was a moment in time. And, and I, I can't give you the date, but I can give you the time period and I can tell you the story that changed my mind right right and so we all have those we all have those stories i would love to hear how someone uh, to hear what that story is um we never did get to abbott um i want you to go check this out the five star yes. abbott's violations we're going to try to put these in some kind of printed form and get them out there. Yes. Um, if you're on social media, if you can post this, uh, I'm not allowed on Facebook and uh, or on many of the social medias. And on those rests that I'm allowed, I don't even want to be on them. So if you could get this word out <laughs> on your social media, I would appreciate it. Go to the 5starplan.com. Uh there is a tab called Resources and under the tab resources very quickly you will see the tab that talks about uh... governor abbott's um... violations of the constitution in fact there's a tab that says violations abbott is a tyrant um, we're going to keep referring back to these because he was uh... governor abbott was in clear violation of our constitution um, over the last two years and it's time to hire somebody who will actually take seriously their oath to the Constitution. Folks, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. we are back thank you so much for staying tuned uh today it's about the constitution every elected official from your well we don't know the dog catcher answer yet but every elected official from your dog catcher on up down across swears an oath to the constitution they don't swear an oath to the governor they don't swear an oath to the president they don't go into a contract with the federal government that says you must obey all executive orders. First of all, that even that contract is unconstitutional. It just seems to me.
1: It's a contract. Uh, you sign it. the The terms are there.
0: The terms are there.
1: So, yeah. can it, it it's it's our our municipality making a deal with the
0: with the federal devil. government. <laughs> With the, with the
1: devil, <laughs> yeah,
0: it is. So and,
1: you know, if they if they sign off on it,
0: yeah, it, it, yeah. And who they, will pay? Who will pay the price? What happens if the federal government comes in and takes back all that money here a year or two from now?
1: Listen, you know what? It's going to be you and me and all the other all the other citizens that are working hard to make a living, raise your kids, send them to school, yada yada. They're going to get the hardest. Yeah,
0: it'll be us who pays that price. Um. So, the Constitution, it's real easy, folks. You can get a copy of the U.S. Constitution. It'll fit right in your pocket. It'll fit right in your pocket. Not only does it have the Constitution it has it and the Declaration of Independence, and it'll fit right in your pocket. Now, don't try to do that with the Texas Constitution. It's mm-hmm, massive. No. It won't fit in your pocket. But the U.S. Constitution will, and it's not that hard to understand. And if you swear an oath right. to it, you need to be familiar with it, read it, and uphold the Constitution regardless of orders or perceived orders coming down from anywhere because, see, that's not the structure of our government. Um, we have been reading through the Advent. On Friday I was going to read 10 and 11 because the day 11 is Saturday's Advent and uh, 12 was yesterday's and 13's today. So I've got three today, um, and I'm going to go with starting with day 11. In 2008, a young BBC correspondent, correspondent Alim Makbul, began a 12-day reenactment journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem. His only friend sharing the advent reenactment journey was his donkey, Cynthia. Alim chose the most direct path of the two available routes and still ended up walking almost 100 miles, much of the time, up and over mountains and through remote wilderness areas sounds tough huh now consider why joseph probably didn't choose that route there were two basic routes from nazareth to bethlehem one was the route aleem selected it is surely was the shortest however when we consider one the number of mountains that had to be overcome two, the numerous remote wilderness areas where danger was a serious concern Three, the fact that very few Jewish travelers went this way, and four, the aversion Jews had to Samaritans in traveling through Samaritan country, it seems very unlikely that Joseph would have taken his nine-month pregnant wife this way. The other route, Nazareth to the Jordan River down to Jericho and over to Bethlehem, did add at least 40 more miles to the journey, but one, it allowed them to travel with many other Jews for companions, ships and safety, two it bypassed most of the mountains, and three it kept them away from most of the dangerous, remote areas, and four it avoided Samaritan territory. You know those nasty Samaritans. Considering all of these advantages, Mary and Joseph must most likely took the longer route, hundred and forty miles. Did you, Angela, was that ever a number in your head, hundred and forty miles?
1: No, it when, was not. It was know. not.
0: I didn't either. Now figure in the elevation points. Nazareth 1,200 feet, Jericho is a thousand feet below sea level. Jerusalem is at 2,400 feet and Bethlehem's at 2,500 feet. That mean, meant that the 110 miles from Jericho to uh, Nazareth to Jericho was almost 2,200 feet downhill. Then the 20 miles from Jericho through Jerusalem to Bethlehem was over 3,500 feet uphill. Remember, the final 20 miles from Jericho to Bethlehem was at the end of what they had already been a grueling 120-mile trip. I don't know about you, but learning about these geographic details of their journey causes my appreciation for what Mary and Joseph went through to grow by leaps and bounds. And remember, they both overcame every single one of the obstacles and difficulties that life put in their way so that the advent story wouldn't be a fairy tale so how are you doing with your obstacles and difficulties handling them as well as mary and joseph you can you know you can handle your troubles just as well as mary and joseph handled theirs how by doing the same thing they did relying on god each day for the needed strength power and guidance now I see. I once again I talked myself into a corner. So that was Saturday's Advent, right? So on Tuesday, tomorrow, we'll come back and we'll do Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. We just have to maybe a day behind <laughs> as we get through the Advent. But I'm so glad I read that and didn't skip over eleven. That's a very interesting how far that was. 140 miles. And then the last 20 miles being a 3,500-foot gain. I don't know if you've hiked, but that's uh, that's a pretty steep climb. Um, over 20 miles is not too bad, but you're going to be going uphill a long mm-hmm. time. So um, just added that to uh, what it took Joseph and Mary. And pregnant Mary. <laughs> pregnant Mary. Amazing stories. Yeah. <laughs> we watched... Uh, the uh, chosen christmas event last night oh yeah has some good coverage of this folks y'all stay tuned we'll see you tomorrow